0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. And so today, God's word for us right now in this very moment is that although we are subjected to a life lived on earth where it feels like everyone and everything is a lion trying to get us. Everything is just falling down around us, trying to end our very existence as a Christian. Our God is the king of all lions. He is the one in control of every situation. He is the king of your circumstance, and he sees where you are right now in this very moment. And although the lions are powerful and hungry, our God is greater, and he is the king of that lion today. You need to understand today that with all of the power in hell, it's not an ounce of what the power of heaven holds today. And even though it's showing teeth, and it's looking angry, and it feels as if it's about to completely consume you, God says, I'm the king, and I've got the power, and I protect my people, and I perform miracles, and I draw people out of the depths of hell today, simply because I love them, and I want them to love me in return and so this is a representation to our family of our church family and uh, vice versa and so we thank you all each and every one of you today amen if you would grab your bibles and turn with me to the book of daniel the sixth chapter reading verses 25 through 27 which in the King James version says this then King Darius wrote unto all people nations and languages that dwell in all the earth peace be multiplied unto you I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel for he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom That's which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. 27 says, he delivered and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Then L.T. version says it this way. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world saying peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Amen. With the Lord's help, if you'll give me just a few minutes of your time today, I'd like to preach to you, King of the Lions, King of the Lions. I mean, would you set your Bible down next to you? Would you just lift your hands all across this place? Let's go to the Lord in prayer one last time, that he be with us, that he would bless us today. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place, God. Lord, we thank you for the love and the peace that we feel in your house today, Jesus. Lord, for the spirit that is falling on this place right now. Lord, I pray as we dive into your word, God, as we draw closer to you, that there would be a breakthrough today, that there be lives changed, hearts touched, and mended in Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Looking at the text today, we see seven reasons that, that King Darius lists for fearing our God, the God of Daniel. And if you list them out, they are as follows. He is the living God. He will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed His rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. Has anybody ever received any of those? Amen. Praise God for that today. But lastly, the one I will focus on is found at the end of verse 27, when he says he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. We say things on a, a routine basis. In fact, we were having a conversation in my living room yesterday with some of the family. There's a, we have a, a large clock in our living room and um, for whatever reason, you could put a new battery in it. It's gonna run for you know, several days and then it's just it's gone again. And uh, I can't remember who it was. Mentioned, hey, Christian, your, your clock's off. And I was like, well, that, that may be the case, but it's right twice a day. And so we just let it do its job. <laughs> But when I read the, the story of King Darius and the, and the story of Daniel, uh, that is exactly how I view King Darius. He is right when he says these things, when he lists these uh, these accolades of, of our God, Jesus Christ. He is he's correct in saying them, but I also know of all the actions and all the things he did leading up to them. And so you get a feeling of, uh, you know, I guess he's right, but I'm not entirely sure I'm not entirely sure he understands what he's saying amen but if you look back at the story of Daniel and the lion's and everything that transpires you will understand that that King Darius is very aware that he has seen firsthand the power of God and so today I want you to understand that it's not just I saying these things it's not just you as a faith-filled believer but this is a pagan God who is now saying these things he is the living God He will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. This is a pagan god. This is someone who opposes God that has now come to this understanding. And so today the question is, uh, not just do you believe me, not just do you believe uh, King Darius, but do you believe God in these things today? Do you believe that he's capable of the miraculous? Do you believe that he endures forever? Do you believe that his kingdom is for you and I to dwell in forever? Do we believe these things or do we simply read them and continue on? I believe them today. And of these, uh, the, uh, the last point written by Darius stands out to me. And we all know to be true as Christians, but what is the importance of representing uh, lions without telling the full story in his letter? You have to understand that we know the story of of Daniel and the lions, and many of us do, and if not, we will cover it briefly here in just a moment. Uh, We know this story, but he is writing this this letter uh, to the people across his kingdom, and they are not aware of what has happened to Daniel and the lions. And so the last line of this letter basically states... God has saved him from the power of the lions. And I can imagine opening a letter from someone and that being the last line of a letter and being like, that's okay. (laughs) Let's pray for the king. Okay. He's, he's getting a little, getting a little out there, but there's great power in what he says when you think of, of, of a lion. And I can understand why King Darius, even though uh, it's not a metaphor is quite literal. He would use this language. When we think of uh, a lion, he is a symbol of strength and power and courage. Anyone who has ever seen or heard a lion or heard of a lion associates that lion with being very large, being very powerful, being one to be feared and respected. Uh, I I looked up some statistics for you today, and the, the average lion is between 280 and 420 pounds about four foot tall in stature, and can run up to 50 miles per hour. That's a big kitty cat. <laughs> I don't like cats, but if I see him, I'm not going to mess with him. They say that a roar from a lion is 25 times louder than your average lawnmower on a, on a summer day. And I know firsthand that I have earphones on most of the time when I mow my lawn. So if a lion is roaring 25 times louder than that, we know that it has some power. It has some, some lung capacity. It's something to be feared and respected. And by showing his kingdom uh, God's power over a tangible, uh, physical beast of power, Darius gives honor in a way that all will understand. And so when he writes this letter and says, God has saved Daniel from the power of the lions, it's not just a physical thing, but now he's making sense to everyone that this God is powerful enough that the biggest, most powerful beast in your imagination was not enough to control the God in which we are now speaking this morning. I hope to do the exact same for you. I hope that by the time you leave here today, that you understand that this is uh, the God we are speaking of is not just any other God. It's not an idol. It's not something we just sing and talk about on a weekly basis, but he is God almighty. He is bigger and more powerful than any other God. And so when we say the king of the lions today, you need to understand what kind of power is associated with his name. I hope to bring understanding of God's triumph over the seemingly impossible areas of our lives. And so I made the joke of, you know, the used car salesman, and would you like a breakthrough, but would you? If God is going to take these things that seem so impossible to us, these circumstances in which we are incapable of handling by ourselves, if he is is going to take those away from us and bless us with something different, do you want that today? Are you ready to receive that today? In Daniel chapter 6, uh, we can read the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Verses 1 through 9 is how, uh, a synopsis of how Darius forms his opinion of Daniel's God. We see that Daniel was his faithful servant. From the time they met, uh, Darius was making promises to Daniel, and he honored his promises to Daniel because of his, his gifting from God. And so he recognized him as as faithful right away. And Daniel, through everything, even when offered all the riches and all the, the power and the kingdom and all these different things, Daniel remained God's faithful servant. And because Daniel was faithful, he becomes the most favored servant. He was faithful and he was favored by the king. He was faithful and he was favored by God. And so the circumstances in which we find Daniel here in just a moment seem completely out of order. How can someone with power given to by God Almighty and the king of of your current situation, how can you be put in a bad situation whenever you have that sort of power backing you up? But this is where we find Daniel. The fact uh, that he was favored in such a way was enough to make the people around him despise him, hate him, and even plot against him. The other high officials, as the Bible calls them, created a plan to have anyone praying to any God but King Darius be executed, thus trapping Daniel. They they set a trap for Daniel uh, with faith as he had knowing full well that he had no intentions of stopping his prayer walk with, with his God. And so they did this. They enforced this with no other reason but to entrap Daniel. They found a way to weaponize the very thing that got Daniel to a place of favor. They took Daniel's faith and they used it against him. Amen. God help us when we get to that point. They found a way to weaponize him. They turned Daniel's firm faith, uh, faithfulness and prayer into his downfall in the eyes of the king that he is, he is serving. And then verse 11 through 17 tells us uh, <clears throat> of the arrest of Daniel. And him being thrown into a den of lions. And so today I ask you, uh, you know, we've now acknowledged that, that Daniel is favored by God, by his king. And yet he finds himself in a lion's den or being thrown into a lion's den. And so the circumstances in which he finds himself do not match the power that he should have. And so I wonder today if anyone finds himself in a Daniel situation. You know who your God is and you serve him faithfully. And everything should be okay in life, but no matter what, there's just that one thing. There's that one circumstance. There's just that one problem in your life that you wish you could change. And although you love God and you serve God, you can't seem to understand why it is you're stuck in the place you're in and facing the things that you are, are facing. You've lived for God. You've done his work. You've said the right things, done the right things, and yet it feels as if you are being punished by the environment around you. We face things, even as the faithful Christians that we are today, as unfavorable work environments. Anybody need a change at work today? We live a life at home with non-believers that is very emotionally and psychologically and sometimes even physically taxing. We love God, we serve God, but yet our conditions, our environment is not how we would uh, choose it today. Our relationships are strained by your faith and Jesus Christ. These are real circumstances. These are real environments that we fight today. And as we fight that daily uh, faith and favor uh, God has put on us, it seems as all we get is thrown into a den of lions to be devoured. You ever feel left abandoned by God? We can be honest this morning. You're in the house of God. You can't lie to me. But have you ever been to the place where it's like, God, I love you, I serve you, and where are you? I can imagine Daniel feeling that way in this moment. God, even when it was threatening my life, I I prayed and I was faithful and I did all the right things and said all the right things and I never gave up on you. And so today God's word for us right now in this very moment is that although we are subjected to a life lived on earth where it feels like everyone and everything is a lion trying to get us. Everything is just falling down around us, trying to end our very existence as a Christian. Our God is the king of all lions. He is the one in control of every situation. He is the king of your circumstance, and he sees where you are right now in this very moment. And although the lions are powerful and hungry, our God is greater, and he is the king of that lion today. You feel as if you are in a pit of misery and there's no way out of this pit. But the words of a, a pagan king seeing your God's power uh, says this, your God is a living God who endures forever. His rule never ends and his kingdom never destroyed. He rescues his people and performs miracles. Today, you need to understand that he is about to rescue, rescue somebody, rescue us today from the mouth of lions that we are unable to fix by ourselves. And so today you may be sitting here and you may be wondering how it's going to work out and what God can do in your situation. Test God today. Put your faith to God's word and watch what happens. When we sing about a breakthrough, it happens when our faith matches his expectation of us. I mean, that's when he moves. His rule never ends and his kingdom never destroyed. He rescues his people and performs miracles, as the words of King Darius. Even he realizes in his uh, his life that surely this God is capable of anything that he says he's capable of. Do you believe God can heal your situation today? If God can look at the circumstances of Daniel and shut the mouths of hungry lions, and he can provide the job that you are asking for, and he can open the doors of the calling that you say you have, and you can't quite see where it's going yet, and he can heal cancer all by himself, if you will just simply trust him, have faith in him, and allow him to work out your circumstances today. Someone needs to understand that God has power over your circumstances, and he is the king over the lines that are facing you today we need to stop taking the rejection and placement of our world as the direction of God if you look at Daniel's words and and verse 21 of of chapter 6 Darius calls out hoping to find Daniel alive well you know he he comes back the next morning he Darius truly did not want to kill Daniel Daniel was a great ally for him he had done very well in his kingdom and so King Darius runs out the next morning after he has been forced and he has sealed the, the stone on the mouth of this, this lion. And he runs out and he's like, Daniel, are you there? Can you hear me? Is everything, is everything okay? And we see the words of Daniel. He says, long live the king. My God has sent angels to shut the mouth of these lions for I am innocent in his sight. I am innocent in his sight some of you are looking at circumstances you don't understand and you feel as if it's your fault but what you fail to realize is God still looks at you and says you're innocent in my sight I don't care what the lions say I don't care how big they are I don't care how hungry they are you're innocent and when you're on my side and you live for me I shut the mouths of the lions that are holding you today you see the world says let's ruin him and the world says, let's punish him and let's destroy the favor of God on him. But while the circumstance is bleak, God still finds you innocent. He still finds you worthy of saving and he shuts the mouths of your circumstances today. Yes. We sang Breakthrough and I love that song. It's such a powerful song. But if you want to breakthrough, you need to stop focusing on the din around you and start focusing on the God who saves you yes. from that circumstance. Yes. For those of you who don't know, a den is a hole. And for the rest of this service, when you think of the the life that you're living, the circumstances you may be stuck in, I want you to remember that it's a hole. And God is ready to pull you out of the hole. God is ready to give you that breakthrough today. Amen. God is about to take some things that were meant to end you, and he's going to make it the testimony of your life. Think of the story of Daniel. Faithful thrown for dead, abandoned, completely rejected, mistreated. And at the end of the story, we find him in more favor and more faithful than he's ever been. You see, what started out as Daniel just being favored by his king and by by his God, now he's favored by everyone in the kingdom because now everyone realizes how right Daniel is for living the way he's lived and and serving so so faithfully and so today your circumstances it's it's not favorable but if you will trust God and if you will just allow him to work you through it on the back side of this he's going to take what was meant to harm you and hurt you and he's going to make it the biggest testimony and the biggest blessing in your life that you've ever experienced Repeat after me today. My circumstance, My circumstance. Belongs, to God. belongs to God. Your circumstance belongs to God. I'm sure if I sat up here and tried to list all the circumstances that I know of and some of them that I don't, we could spend all day talking about the things that hold us back from, from serving God the way we want to serve God or by being blessed by God the way we want to be blessed by God. But, but I don't need to do that. I don't need to tell you what your problem is. You know what your problem is, and God knows what your problem is. All you need to know is God is ready to pull you out of it. God is ready to deliver you from those things. Amen. The story of Daniel being saved from the lion's den is a remarkable feat of God's love and power. And to me, as someone who whose life revolves around people, I can imagine the lion's den. I can imagine someone being upset with me and trying to harm me or even kill me. But I can hardly even comprehend, as a person who loves people, the evilness it takes to plot something like that. How bad do you have to be? How evil? uh, How much evilness is in your heart for you to get to that point? And we look at this story and we wonder how can this happen? How can this world be this evil? How can innocent people doing their best to live for God be subject to such ridicule and punishment? I think of all the the horror stories you hear of, of overseas missionaries being. Uh, uh slaughtered by by terror simply because of who they are and and what they believe and that there's nothing uh harder for me to understand than that. But part of our answer today can be found in 1 Peter 5 and 8. If you'll turn there with me. This is a scripture we all know very well. I'm just going to paraphrase it for you but you can sit there and you can you can dwell on it, you can highlight it, you can do whatever you would like today. Basically says that the devil is Roaming around, the NLT version says, like a lion. He is roaming around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Walking around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Church, today we do have an, an adversary who would love nothing more than for us to just be lion bait for us to be subjected to the things around us and fall prey to it and be consumed by it and ruin our life based off of it. And so often we feel as if we are under attack by the spirit of fear and distraction and defeat and depression. And those are real feelings today. I'm not minimizing those. But what I need you to understand is that's all the devil's got today. He's got no real power to, to act on you today. He simply has the power to uh, inflict pain on things that you've done and, and situations that you are currently a part of. What if I told you today that you've been giving the devil too much credit in your life? Come on. What have I told you that you've been giving the devil too much credit today? I'm not saying he's a good guy and you've mistaken him for a bad one. That's not what I'm saying, but... I wonder how often we blame the devil for things that are easily solved. I wonder how often we are convinced to do things of our own fruition and then blame the devil for them. If you reread the scripture with me, the key words that I pull out of it are like a lion. You see, a lion has power to overcome its victims. It's big and strong and it's fast and it's scary and it's got sharp teeth and claws and all of these different things. But the verse says he is like a lion. It doesn't say he is a lion. He is like a lion. You see, church, some of us have been fooled. You thought that the devil was big and strong and was ready to overtake you, but in all reality, all he's doing is just growling today. There's no physical action, there's no claws on this cat, there's no teeth in the mouth of this cat, it's simply just growling and and roaring, and even with that roar, it's not even a real roar roar of terror, what it really is 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 a desperation cry. Come on, preach it! I wish someone would understand that today, that when you hear the roar of the devil in your ear, it's nothing more than a desperation cry. You see, for so many years now, the devil has known who sits on the throne of heaven, and there's not a thing he can do about it. And so today, the power is in the king of the lions, and he's just trying to pretend to be this lowly thing today. And so we need to understand there's no real power. He's just pretending to have it. He tempts us and he shames us and he does all these different things. He just looks for those weak enough to believe him. And we hear him roar and become afraid, but his roar is not a roar, but a cry of anguish. He knows he can make noise, but he can't bite. My God and your God today, the God of Daniel, simply says that I am the king of this lion. And I will shut the mouth of this one who comes against my favored one. You need to understand today that with all of the power in hell, it's not an ounce of what the power of heaven holds today. And even though it's showing teeth and it's looking angry and it feels as if it's about to completely consume you, God says... I'm the king and I've got the power and I protect my people and I perform miracles and I draw people out of the depths of hell today simply because I love them and I want them to love me in return. Your circumstance is overcome today in Jesus name. Your circumstances are no more. You are free today. You are free today, and now let's address the enemy of your heart. God has chosen you for more than uh, just to be consumed by an imposter or or adversary, as as the Bible says. Uh, 1 Peter 2 and 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes. And so today you need to understand that we have a higher calling. Yes. And that is to show the praises and to exalt the name of, of our God and King for the one who has called us out. Yes. For the one who has shut the mouth of the lions today. Yes. So, right now, in this, in this very moment, in this place, we need to begin rebuking the sneaking of Satan in and around our life. Yes. When 1 Peter 5 and 8 says that he's, he's roaming around, you, have, have you ever seen a lion hunt? Have you ever seen the way they walk when they're on the prowl, when they're trying to find uh, something to devour? It hides into the very last moment, right? It exhorts as, as little effort as possible. It will hide in the tall grass. It will hide in a tree. It will hide wherever it has to until the moment of action comes. And although for an animal in the wild trying to survive, that makes sense. But I want you to think about whenever you're trying to decide who you are and who you serve. I want you to think about anyone you're following that has to hide into the moment of action before anything of power takes place. Things that need to hid typically are dangerous. Things that are not out in the open and easy to see and appealing and drawing people are dangerous today. I don't know about you all, but if I see a snake, I can walk on water. Even worse is if I see a snake on accident, right? You're not looking for a snake and you just look down and there's one on your boot camouflaged with the leaves. Jesus help me I'm having a heart attack just thinking about it today, but things that hide are typically dangerous snakes, lions, uh, even in, in human, uh, uh nature and today's society may carry firearms. They're dangerous, right? And that's why we keep them hid. We keep them locked up. We keep them in our possession at all times so that nothing bad happens. Uh, we, we hide these things because they are dangerous and we know that if everyone can see them, part of the appeal, part of the power is revoked from it. And so today when the Bible says that the, that, that the devil is roaming around like a lion, what he's really trying to do is he's trying to hide who he is. He's trying to hide what he is, and he's waiting for the perfect moment of weakness before he has any power in the situation. And we view that scripture as, as if he's roaming around with great power trying to convince people and roaring and scaring them into submission. That's not the case. What he's really doing today is he's hiding. He's ashamed of who he is because he knows who our God is. He's not the lion. He just pretends to be one. When we hide things from God or create shelter for something that is sneaky until deadly, we are signing our life into the hands of one who wants it only to throw it in a lion's den to watch it be devoured by the enemies of our heart. Daniel learned not by wrongdoing, but that our relationship with God put in the wrong hands leads to an experience of near death. Even though he was faithful, even though he had uh, no fault in the situation, whenever someone else took control of his, his faith bad things happened church you know your enemy is sly and uses emotions to take his victims and so today you need to realize that satan is an imposter with purpose only to destroy you you need to remove sin from your life and remove any hiding places that he may be lurking in that you may have in your heart you can't allow him to take control of any situation today come on yes When we're talking about lions and adversaries today, he is our greatest adversary. And although the power that he has is very limited, if you yield to him, if you give it to him, he will take advantage of it. And so today, if you are afraid of that, if you don't want that in your life, you need to make a change. You need to make a change. You need to stop holding on to something that wants to kill you as if it's a pet. I will, I will never forget some of these videos I've seen where guys are walking around in cages with lions. Like God made everybody, but I wonder about those ones. <laughs> I mean, why would you why would you do that? Why would you play with fire? Why would you do things that intentionally hurt yourself, but oftentimes that's exactly how we are with our sin. We know it's bad for us. We know we shouldn't have it and yet we keep it on the shelf right next to us just in case we want to pull out at a later date. You've got to get away from keeping that lion as a pet. You've got to get rid of him in your life. My grandmother's here today. I told her this morning as she sat down that I was preaching about her. Didn't tell her what, so here you go, Grandma. (laughs) But uh, we had a dog growing up. His name was Max. He's a little, little mix. And uh, Grandma hated that dog. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't like Max. She didn't want him around. She didn't want him in the house. She didn't want him at the house. Why do we have a dog in the first place? I mean, you name it. She was not a fan of Max. But the more time she spent with Max, the more she spoiled Max. And the more she spoiled him, the more he loved her, and the more she loved him. And even though this is a cute little story, this is exactly how we are with our sin today. This is exactly how we are with Satan today. We say, I don't like you, but I'll tolerate you right now. Because this is a means to something I I feel like I need in my flesh. I'm going to allow this to happen, and before you know it, now it's, okay, now I kind of like you. And then it's, okay, now I'm spoiled by you. And now I'm infatuated with you. Now I can't live without you. She, she said she hated him, but the more time she spent with him, the more she spoiled and allowed him to take residence in her heart. And so today, if you want the will of God and you want to oppose Satan, you need to remove him today before he takes residence. It may start as justice once, but it turns into, I can't get rid of you. So we have to stop holding deadly things in our possession. Stop allowing deadly people in our presence. Make changes. Repent. Give your life to God today. Allow him to change you. Allow him to, to enter your heart today. Get in tune with what God has for you. And leave the fake f- fulfillment stuff at the door. There's no room for that in your heart. Sometimes we stay in this stuck cycle of bad relationships whether it's with other people or whether it's with with satan or our sin or whatever the case may be out of fear but god dealt with the high uh officers for daniel and when he kept his faith in god and limited the impact of his circumstances and his adversaries god protected him today and so god is offering you protection some of you are holding on to sin because you don't know what life is like without it If you will give it to him, he will protect you. And that fear that you have will be removed today. Amen. Would you like to remove your fear today? Would you like to feel brand new today? Would you like that breakthrough that we've talked about today? Then you need to give him what he's asking for. You have to stop entertaining the presence of the devil just because you are afraid of what he may do. And to illustrate this today, I'll tell you what happens when demons meet Jesus. Jesus. Uh, so in Matthew chapter eight, Jesus arrives and there's two demon possessed men. And just by the presence of Jesus, they start crying out to him. Are you here to torture me? Are you just here to make my life miserable? They're demon possessed. They are obviously very uncomfortable by the presence of God being there by Jesus being there. And so are you just trying to, to ruin me? Are you trying to torture me? And so by the end of their encounter, they ask uh, the, the demons that are inside these men, they ask, well, will you just let us alone and we'll go live in these pigs? And so Jesus allows them to. He casts the demons out of the, uh, the men and they go live in the pigs. And within a matter of moments, it says that they ran off a cliff and died. You see, even pigs with a demonic spirit couldn't handle the presence of God. God. And so today, if you will trade out your sin and bring in the presence of God, you will find out that that spirit that you've been fighting with, that fear and that turmoil that you feel in your heart will be removed. Because where God is, there is liberty and there is freedom to serve him. And whenever you take that on, you are eliminating the opportunity for the sin and for the lions to enter your life today. Your enemy can't even stay in company when Jesus, with Jesus, He is of no control over you and if you will stand firm today and let him know that I serve a king of lions, a king of power, the living God, the one who endures forever, the one whose kingdom will never be destroyed, his rule never end. he rescues and saves his people, all these these things that King Darius says, amen, God will just bless you abundantly today. He will bless you and he will remove your turmoil. The devil is looking for someone weak enough. And today I petition you to leave here strong enough. Give him exactly what he can't handle today. While Satan, his goal is to deceive and he tries to pretend to be a lion. The God we serve is of real power today. He's of substance. He's enough for you. Repeat after me one more time. God is over my adversaries. God is in control of your circumstance and God is over your adversaries. These lions that we've talked about today, God controls them. God has power over them and don't leave here with them today. Amen. I'm going to ask our music to, to come if they would today. So if we say that that God is over circumstance and God is over my adversary, then who is this, this God that we speak of? And for many of us, this may seem obvious, but But who is God? Why why does he have the power? Why is he in the situation uh, of of happiness and of peace today? And today I tell you that your God is not fake and he's not just uh, a being that takes up matter. He's not just someone that we sing about to make us feel good on a Sunday morning. He's real and even the pagan kings recognize him for his power to save and change people, to orchestrate lives to shut the mouths of lions that are out to hurt us today. Even his enemies recognize that power. The Bible calls your savior, the Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah. And so when we talk about the power that a real lion has, God has all that power. He's got the voice and he's got the muscle and he's got the speed. He's right on time, Brother Bryce, just like you talked about this morning. He's ready to listen to us talk, and he's there to fix it right here, right now. He's a Lion of Judah. We know that uh, based off of the lineage of Judah and David, the lineage of Jesus, that he is of David and therefore of Judah. And so he is from Judah. Revelation 5 tells us that he is worthy, and he won the victory and verified as the powerful one from Judah. He is the powerful one from Judah because he has granted the breaking of the seals, as it says in Revelation chapter 5. You see, no one was good enough. So no one was holy enough. And an elder says, ah, but wait. There's this Lion of Judah guy that's good enough. And he is the Lion of Judah, and he has this power, and we give him this praise today because although he is a lion, he was also the lamb. The power he has is what we are talking about today, but he got that power through a beautiful sacrifice that included the shedding of blood that not just any lamb would do, not just our own lives would do. It had to be something sacred and something important. And so he died for us today. Power is knowing how to use strength, and he used his strength to set us free today. That's what makes him the Lion of Judah, having the power having the control of a situation and knowing what to do with it. And his choice was to set us free from our sin. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and he's worthy to be praised today for just that. Amen. Revelation chapter 5. If you would pull up starting in verse 9. I'll go through 9, 9 through 14. So that they sang a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God and our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, honor, glory, and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Lastly, in the The four beasts said amen, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. And so today we're talking about the power of a lion and the lions that our king has power over. But in saying so, knowing that he's over our circumstance and over our adversary, he has all the power of a lion today. The Bible calls him a lion, not just because he roars and he makes everyone fear him, but because he was loving enough to die for us, be the lamb, and then with his power become the lion that rose again and is living today for you and I. Amen. There's great power in this today. And so today I tell you, if you're wondering what it is I'm talking about and why I'm t- talking about bad circumstance and why I'm talking about the devil and your adversary and sin and all these things is because God is worthy of your trust today because he died to save you from the very lions that we are talking about. Circumstance and adverse living. And by doing so, he set in stone his place as the king of of the lions in your life today. He is the lion of Judah and he has all power and favor in heaven. Amen, would you stand with me today? Amen. I feel sweet spirit of the Lord in this place. since this is in the history of time, kings were not just kings, but a lot of times they were considered gods as well. They were the most high being in their kingdom. And so today we talk about the king of kings and his royalty and his power and the way that people view him and feel about him today. And I want you to know that that same God, that same king, That is capable of everything we've talked about today that saved daniel he is here for you today and he's here and he is ready to take some things from you and in return he gives you his power and he gives you his love and his peace and so today we're going to close very very quickly and we're going to enter a time of prayer and worship but i'm going to ask all of our ministry any ministers that are in the house today I would like you to join me in the altar this morning I would like you to line up across the front of this altar if you would do that now please we're gonna test your faith today many of you said you wanted a breakthrough many of you said you wanted circumstances changed and we're gonna test it and I don't say that to make you feel uncomfortable I say that today because God is capable of doing it, and if you'll just extend to Him, if you'll just come to Him today, your life can be forever changed. He's a life-changing God. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.